0: You're such an asshole. People are asking, well, what do you got your plans for today? I'm like, I got to move rocks. <laughs> I got to do asshole consultant. I got to move rocks. What do you mean move rocks? I got to move rocks. You don't think those, like, picturesque green landscapes just happen, do you? I know, I know. Most of you have Mexicans do it. But I want to, like, imagine it was 1970 again and American men did their own landscaping. So I'm going to move rocks. And all dirt is, is really crumpled up little bitty bitty rocks with water in them. Maybe animal feces too. All right. We got a, a very interesting uh, philosophical question, but I, I got it boiled down. I think I got it nailed down into a very practical little five-step program here. So let's go through the question. um, From Joe. Beginning with the premise that the purpose of life is to experience pleasure. I want you to outline a general roadmap on how to optimize the pleasures of life, even if if obtaining them involves suffering. Uh, Assume your target is a male living in the United States with a lifespan of 100 years. That's a lot of years. Above average levels of fitness and health. An IQ level that correlates with watching this show. So that would be, oh... I'm going to pay you guys average a buck 30. If we all took a uh, IQ test, it would not surprise me in the slightest. If we we're all coming in around a buck 30. So there's that based on your now anal- base, your analysis upon the assumptions just mentioned what historically do people with the assumptions find pleasurable? How do they pursue it? And when do they do it? Also had any personal recommendations of your own? Uh, oh, Okay. Let me add, let me type that into my notes, personal recommendations. Which you know? Can you guess? Can you guess what they're gonna be? Rhymes with hoarder cycle. Also rhymes with bliking. Figure it out. Uh, the suffering aspect is paradoxical because suffering in the now may lead to greater pleasure in the future. May? Yeah, that's the whole. That's the whole. Lazy people work twice as hard. For example, the suffering involved in athletic training gives way to the glow of health and vitality. The suffering of grinding through a STEM program gives way to the satisfaction of completing a challenge in higher income and freedom. I mean, that's that's been my argument. With uh, since 2011. In my book, How Not to Become a Millennial, I've I've used this story before. My Vietnamese friend and my not-Vietnamese friend. My Vietnamese friend, majored in electrical engineering, did very well, put all the hard effort and time up front. My my not-Vietnamese friend, she did not major in electrical engineering. She mailed it, I think it was early childhood development. And she's a pissed off, bitter old, poor, bankrupt spinster now. And she has to wait for buses and ship their kids back and forth from the sperm donors and all that. I was like, yeah. And my my Vietnamese buddy has put a fraction of the effort into, into working that my not-Vietnamese buddy did. Therefore, the easy way in life is to take your lumps up, lumps up front, major something hard, so you earn per hour more than most other people, and then you're you're going to spend... It's the lazy way. That's the easy way. But see, humans are stupid, especially Americans. And they think that, oh, I'll get lucky. Yeah, my rap album will go somewhere on SoundCloud. Well, I'll get lucky. With my sociology degree, I'll become the next Nancy Pelosi. Did you suck the dicks that Nancy Pelosi did? You didn't. Well, guess what? Hey, hello, Mayla. Um yeah so you are right uh and we'll go over that so uh use your economist's perspective to map out how to optimize the pleasures in life and all phases of life from start to finish given the assumptions all right so i came up with what is a one to six step program and it's going to very similarly follow maslow's hierarchy of needs but the goal is to punch through that that hierarchy that pyramid as fast as possible to get to self-actualization as possible, right? And then there's some defining terms and all that. And then what you derive out of life of happiness and joy is, is, I I can't decide that for you. For some people, it's heroin. For others, it's sex. For me, it's obviously motorcycle, fossil hunting, and and, uh, hiking. So I can only kind of give you a map to the all-you-can-eat buffet of life. But once you get there, it's up to you as to what to do it. I'm just gonna get you to the buffet of life as quickly as efficiently and painlessly as possible with as much money as your pocket so you can afford the buffet as long as possible. all right, so let's go through the in order you'll see some parallels between this and Maslow's hierarchy of needs uh first we have this is this is not step this is just what we're going to define as success and pleasure And me personally, I define uh pleasure uh is freedom right and i've I've even written an article about this like in a post wealth world like it's not how many i'm I'm just as rich as Bill Gates. I am fine I don't have the big yacht, but I'm just as rich as him. I enjoy just as good a food I have a probably a better more enjoyable life once you get past a certain amount of money it your your happiness and your your true wealth your enjoyment of life does not go up so I define wealth or happiness or um pleasure as freedom and specifically how i define freedom i've written about this before is the maximum percent of your waking life doing what you want okay assuming assuming you are making the investments in your life to extend it and enhance it as long as possible all right so just had a cookie and it's making me cough um like, okay, yeah, you could do heroin. That does not increase your life. <laughs> it might increase your your pleasure, but it shortens the amount of life that you got. So we're just going to assume you're eating healthy and you're doing the right things. You're getting, you know, food, clothing, shelter out of the way, taken care of. You're not engaging in vice. And so you're going to live an average life expectancy, okay? All right. Now, uh so, and then out of that life expectancy you're, the goal in life is to have the highest percentage of your waking hours doing what you wanted to do. That's it. That's what it is. You're not working. You're not going to school. Uh, it's I got to do what I wanted to do. Okay, so here are the six steps to get to that buffet. First, you need to get out of all toxic environments. <clears throat> now, for most of you, that means you will not get out You will not actually be able to work on this project until you get out of college. Some of you come from toxic families. And even if you do go to college, you get out of college, you'll still have that toxic family. But you cannot maximize and optimize your pleasure in life until you get out of all toxic environments. That means leaving families that are toxic, blood or not. If you can get out of school as early as possible, I've been mulling uh, an idea in my mind. On how to get kids to skip out of high school because it's, it K through twelve is toxic. You should have parents homeschooling. Period. End of discussion. But having to go through high school and college, it's not needed. It's not needed. No one's graduating with more than an eighth grade education anyway. So if you can get your child, this would assume you, American parents, love your children, which you don't. I know your your Range Rover and your MBA is more important, but let's just hypothetically say you did love your children. You would say, okay. My child is more capable uh, of an eighth grade education, and I'm going to make it by the eighth grade. Okay, we get our reading writing, arithmetic in eighth grade. You're out of high school. We're homeschooling you. You're going online high school or you're going to go to college or something. You're going to get a degree by the time you are uh, 18. We're not waiting until you're 22. We're waiting until you're 18. You're going to have your degree. You won't have, ironically, you won't have your high school diploma, but you will have a college degree. And off to the races you go. Okay, you get out of a toxic environment. Could also be a relationship, like you're married to the wrong person. Um, could be a job you're at that's psychotic and psychopathic or an industry you're in because you're a poor, you were born poor. Your mom never told you anything. You're stuck working fast food and you didn't think to join the military. Um, you need to get yourself out of those environments. All right, it, the, you got it more specifically for Americans, school, the barrio, the ghetto, and the trailer park. Right? You got to get out of those environments. All right, so there's that. While you're doing it, as quickly as possible, you need to drastically increase or maximize the value of an hour of your time. Now, how you do that depends, and it has to be a little bit of a cost-benefit analysis. Now, a lot of people would immediately default to "Well, become a doctor. Whoa, you got to spend eight years in school. I would say largely, and we've had several doctors write in, they said it's not worth it. The cost-benefit analysis is not worth it, right? So, you know, okay, for two years, I go become a tradesman. I know how to do accounting, and I'm not a sophomore having sex with my mother, you know, like most tradesmen do, okay? You know to show up on time, you get your work done. Now you can charge double. Now you're making about as much as a doctor would, with year two working as an apprentice and, and mastering some kind of tradesman or, or carpentry or skill. Maybe you don't need that much money. We'll get to minimalism later. So you go to decide, oh, I could become a truck driver. So I go to the CDL class for three weeks. I really study hard. I Alex Patino it up. I, I take the extra long haul shifts or, or routes. I make my money. I don't even have to go to school, save it all up, buy my piece of property out in. Idaho, I put my bachelor hut on it. Boom. Good to go. All right. Or more traditionally, I'm going to get my degree in engineering, CPA, whatever it is that when you come out of whatever formalized training or education you got, you are billing out at $50 an hour or, or have the capacity to do that so that you don't have to work that many hours in your life to live. And Pleasure is also the absence of pain. As we talked a couple of videos before, if you become the engineer, the heart surgeon, the truck driver, the plumber, you don't talk to Karen in HR. The lady that comes in with her bogus degree in diversity and inclusion is going to lecture you. You can literally piss on her if you want. Like, hang on, stand still, get down, <laughs> You're not even worth my piss. No, you need. I'm going to drive the oil truck now. You shut up. Like so, you don't have to deal with that. No office politics or anything like that. Um, and then if you start early now with all that money, you start saving away for retirement, buying a property, get your bachelor hut up and going, all that other stuff. You have no debt. Down the road, you'll be like my Vietnamese buddy. And you will not be like my not Vietnamese buddy who's piss poor and 55 and miserable and angry. By the way, men, it's all your fault. She couldn't find a job, got divorced, bought a house she couldn't afford, had foreclosed on. It's your fault. She hates men. Oh, she hates men. It's your fault. Okay, so that's the other thing. you got to increase the value of an hour of your time <clears throat> so you are not working. A $15 an hour job, which means you got to work 40 hours a week to make ends meet. Your maximum, people always ask this, Cap, if you advise minimalism, why do we have to become an engineer? So instead of working 40 hours a week as a barista or whatever, which is fine, you can work five hours a week as a software engineer and then go fish and do whatever you want for 35 hours a week. Other people are working. Freeze up your time. Again, the goal is to spend the maximum percentage of your waking life doing what you want. So four-year investment upfront and some hardcore training will do a lot better for you down the road. All right. Step number three, minimalism. Uh, You have to get rid of your desire for materialism. Uh, Link down below is a link to achieving financial excellence. That is not the minimalism course. I am not opening the minimalism course this month because I don't feel like it. <clears throat> but if you're interested, you could sign up for the Clary School of Economic Philosophy. And when I open it up, that I'll have your email when you, when you register. And I'll let you know when it's available for enrollment. But right now, the intro course, for lack of a better description, called Achieving Financial Excellence, that course is open for enrollment and always is. But part of that strategy is minimalism because the less money you need then the less money you need to make which means the more uh, the less time you're spending working for an employer which means more free time doing what you want so you have to get rid of your desire for material goods you have to not only eliminate the desire <clears throat> but understand get rid of that addiction like oh but 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 the television at no you have to understand and know no it is not only do i not need that sports car it's stupid to get that sports car why would i do that that's nuts So you just got to get, now. there's nothing wrong with having, you know, obviously you need food, clothing, and shelter. You need that. And there's nothing wrong. Like, I bought a nice pizza today, okay? And I got some video games used, of course. There's nothing wrong with enjoying, you don't, you don't be such a minimalist, you can't enjoy some of the things in life. Uh, But you don't get cars, you don't get Prada handbags, you don't get luxury designer uh, uh, degrees. You don't fake having a mental illness, so you go talk to a therapist. And that that is a luxury consumer good. That's not you're not actually mentally ill. You're just doing that because you get off on it. All right. <clears throat> but you're pretty sick and twisted if that's that's what you want to spend your money on. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You don't get a boat. You don't buy designer clothes. You just you go to I do, I still go to goodwill. A guy who's way richer than me. I know him. He goes to goodwill. We both drive crappy cars. You know what we do? Whatever the hell we want. You know, I got admittedly, I got this job and then I am going to go pick rocks. But after that, tomorrow I'm going to play video games, probably go for a hike, although it might be raining. going to do whatever I want. Uh, So those two things combine. an hour of your time is highly valued. You can charge a lot with having very low expenses. And financial requirements like, oh, I could get by in a, in a bachelor hut. I don't need a three car garage. I don't need a five bedroom home. You just live in your cool little bachelor and you read your books, play your video games, whatever it is. And you got, you know, you got two. You have, ideally, your garage is bigger than your house. So there's not really much having wrong with the three car garage because it's not that hard, <clears throat> not that expensive to build a three car garage. But all the toiletries and plumbing, electricity and all the stuff you put in your house, that also makes it a little bit more expensive. Um, but those two things combined, maximum hourly earnings, minimal expenses. You got all the money in the world, be free. All right, step number four, tailor your career to suit your life. And here's where a couple of variables come in because you have to work somewhat. But depending on what you do and how you structure your career, you could significantly increase your amount of freedom, All right. So minimal working hours, we already achieved that in increasing our hourly wage and being a minimalist. So we don't have to go in. Let's say you work in an office. You don't want to go work in the office of the factory, but you have to. Well, you only have to work five hours a week and you can go do something else. Added freedom to that, more modernly brought to us by today. Not today's, 25-year-old technology the boomers just refuse to adopt because they're assholes. Remote work, All right. So you're a CPA, or you analyze X-rays while wearing heels and thigh highs. It's an inside joke. There, it's an inside joke. None of you're gonna get it because you don't know the inside joke. Um, you're an idiot author. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it is, any kind of white collar work, you get to work remotely. Um, or you're self employed. Which would be a goal where it's like, no, I'm self-employed. I will contract out with you. You will pay me two hundred dollars an hour, uh, and then I will go get my own health insurance that is affordable. Unlike you guys, because you you do it wrong. Employers do health insurance all wrong. I won't go into it. But again, the the goal is not only you doing the least amount of work, but what work you do do allows you to travel the world or has the least amount of restrictions. You no. Know, oh, you have to get you have to get the <clears throat> Ouchie, ouchy is what I heard the last one called. (laughs) No, I don't. No, I do not. Absolutely not. So you got that. So you optimize that. And then once you do all that, I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying push this off until you're 35 and you got everything squared away. But once you got that, then it's the fun part. And that's where you aggressively pursue hobbies, passions, activities, and philosophy. Now, what that is, I can't tell you. I wrote a book. <clears throat> I think it's a pretty good book. Other people are saying it's great, which is kind of interesting because I kind of kind of dashed it together. And I didn't really edit it that much. And it came out really good. So I'm very happy about that. But uh, this book, it's the menu, Life Without the Opposite Sex. It goes through everything you can do in life categorically. Not every individual item listed to the atomic level. But I go through general categories like philosophy, working past retirement, nonprofits, hobbies, all that other stuff. Uh, This is where you get to go and you actually get to go and enjoy life. This is going to be hard for pretty much everyone because whether or not you did the nine to five and you're just accustomed, your brain is accustomed to that, or you rocketed through like a NASA rocket. Maslow's hierarchy of needs with the whole goal of getting to this, that all requires a lot of work up front. And your brain will have been adapted and conditioned to be accustomed to that. And it is rewarded by achieving more and getting more work. And this is where I'm at now, where I have to make that transition to, do you want to keep working your entire life? Just because that's how you've been conditioned to be rewarded in your brain. Or do you want to realize if I die without doing anything fun, I will be very pissed off on my deathbed. Which is why I forced myself to golf. I forced myself to play video games. I forced myself to go out and hike. And and this was great. It was easy to do during a recession. Now, not so much. Um, But part of pursuing hobbies, passions, activities, philosophies, and other interests is not only figuring out what they are. But getting to the mental state where you can do so guilt-free, and I think that's where most of you guys in my audience, because you're saying people with a 130 IQ, very industrious, they're working out. You're going to have a hard time doing it without guilt. Letting yourself have fun, you might even view it as a bitch, a pitch, a, a bit debauched, a bit debauched. Uh, where oh, I got, I ought to be doing something else. I know a guy like this. He's 75, 76. And all he does is work on the houses he's in. <clears throat> I understand that gives him value, but it's like, man, is this all you want to do is just work, which is better than just playing video games and being a welfare bum. He's he's certainly not going to have regret in that regard. I want to have fun. I want to enjoy things in life. And I can't tell you what that is. Uh, I strongly recommend you purchase the menu life without the opposite sex, even though the premise is, okay, you're not going to get married and fall in love. Or have children, or at least half of you are forecasted not to have that come 2030, which is right around the corner. Here's everything in life that gives it value and purpose and meaning. Now, some of those I'll I'll go into it like my personal recommendations. But again, I can't I can just get you to the buffet, man. You got to figure out what to order. And then finally, this would. Self-actualization, I think, is a relative amount of BS. Uh, For this generation and for the types of people that fit your characteristics and demographics, um, it's going to be the search for others. It's going to be lonely there. You're going to bust your ass off. You're going to do everything right. You're going to do it righter and faster and quicker than I did. I did it by accident. You're going to do it by design, which means you're probably going to get to this stage in your 30s, your early 30s. And you're going to have, we've, we figured it out. We fit us analog, us old Gen X analog people. I remember figuring things out through trial and error. Now we have it on the internet. Now it's here. You can technologically leapfrog ahead of us and get at at least squeeze a decade of efficiency out of it. So I think you're about my age, maybe a little younger, but for anyone less younger listening, you are going to run into this problem in your early to mid thirties. We're like, okay, I did everything right. Everything squared away. Not only did I do everything I was told to do by this crazy guy on the internet, I did it was right, unlike the boomer's advice, which ruined my life. Um, I did it right. Here we are. I got all the money. Now what? And this is the hardest problem. Now you search. This is the last stage. The search for others. Because you are human. Humans are the most important thing in the world. And you're going to search for others. Now, that could be in a romantic capacity. You're looking for a wife or a husband. Or you just looking for a lover, someone to love, and, and you know, you know, you want to fall in love? You don't want to get married. <laughs> There's a difference. Uh, professional colleagues, I'd say, especially for men, you're going. On, I'm thinking about joining the police. Actually, just so I have a why? Because you want to fight crime? Because eh. you want to do something heroic and stop the bad guy? Because eh. you want to make jokes in the locker room about each other's penis sizes and pick on one another? There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to insult and get insulted. That's what I want to do. I want that camaraderie. So a brotherly or fraternal love. Or uh, you know, professional others, <clears throat> or your social others, or your familial others. Maybe you, you have a family that you love. Uh, but I'm gonna say for this particular case, what's gonna be hard is find intellectual equivalents of others, not necessarily because of the IQ, though certainly that, but if you go through this path. Um, uh, that is as far as I can tell, the most direct path to optimizing and ve- enjoying your life you're gonna be lonely, and you might even find people who are your intellectual equals, but they screwed up in one of the previous five steps they got kids they can't afford they're married to a miserable woman or a miserable man they have debt um. And they're just not going to be able to go out and enjoy. And that that's why the search for others, I think, is probably the hardest part. <clears throat> it's the most depressing part. Uh, it's the most let-downing part. It's the part where you got to kind of accept that you're going to be alone a lot. And there's just not a lot. There's going to be a lot of people that might be there, might be there intellectually. They will not. It's time, money, stamina go golf with all the vietnam veteran dudes. They got the money, they got the time, they don't have the stamina to go on a hike with you afterwards. Talk to a young man. He's got the mo- he's got the time, he's got the stamina, he ain't got the money. <clears throat> and then there's what? You got the money. You got the stamina, but you ain't got the time. That'd be a married man with children or woman. And so that search for others is what will uh, kind of occupy your mind. It would be the most rewarding if you could find some good people and colleagues. But I would almost say don't spend too much time on that. Kind of reel in your expectations unless you're very fortunate to work in a particular profession where you have your colleagues and your compatriots. Uh, But you're going to then default back to five where you aggressively pursue hobbies, passions, activities, and philosophy. Now, personal recommendations um, <clears throat> to enjoy. I cannot recommend this philosophy uh, because whether you are religious, if you are religious, then religion is a philosophy. And so you pursue religion. That's good. That answers it. Or if you're secular or agnostic or atheist and you don't really necessarily believe in God or an afterlife, philosophy is a religion of sorts. It tells you how to live your life, how to enjoy your life, how to maximize your life. And so I think philosophy is... Kind of the number one thing I would do in your downtime. It's something you can do. You can listen to philosophy podcasts while you're hiking or pursuing your other activities and interests. Um, <clears throat> but I would uh, I I list this in um in the menu with things like stoicism, Epicureanism. Some people say hedonism, but that that's short sighted. Uh, and also, I think there is no. I don't think I know there is a. Renaissance of philosophy with the advent of podcasts. I would binge on Stephen Molyneux. I would uh, binge on Turd Flinging Monkey, although there's some things, of course, I disagree with. I would uh, read Marcus Aurelius, the other Stoics. Um, uh, You can even find groups online uh, on different philosophers. But yes, consume philosophy. Um, So there's that. Motorcycle riding and hiking. I also enjoy fossil hunting. Uh, one thing I also though enjoy is wrenching on vehicles. So if you got a car that needs repairing, um, go ahead and work on that. Motorcycle repair, that kind of thing. Hobbies. I enjoy lapidary. That means cutting and polishing stones and semi-precious gemstones. I have the equipment for it. Uh, and then... I have taken, it's a rewarding joy, but it's not necessarily truly frivolous. I enjoy uh, setting up my house, which you need a house to set up, right? So some kind of project towards your home, building your home. That could be finding out where you belong and where you should live and where you should build your home. So that's reconnaissance. Then there's figuring out what kind of home do you want? I'm a big advocate of the bachelor hut. Even write about that in the menu where I think what would give men anyway, a lot of purpose and meaning and reason in life would be building your own home. you can get like Amazon homes. You can get tough shed homes delivered and built <clears throat> for 16 grand. You got to run the plumbing, electricity, and, um, insulation. I think that would give people huge value and purpose and meaning in life. Um, what else? Um, Adventuring, <clears throat> I like motorcycle riding, but I also like going on long hikes and long distances. And I'll probably be kayaking or rafting from Wyoming down to the Hoover Dam one of these days when I get off my ass, when I'm not doing anything. Uh, so, you, well, in the way, the best way we could talk about all day, you know, what is Aaron Clary like? Well, we all kind of know. And, and, and that doesn't mean you're going to like that. But what you want to do is operate from this premise this is a very simple rule absent of family. Cause that would give you something point purpose and reason in life, but absent of family. Cause that's about, well, half of you ain't going to have it. <clears throat> and of those of you that do get it at least, uh, what was it? Three quarters of you are going to be miserable while married, while married. So it, it's just, I, I think family, frankly, and marriage is off the table. I'm sorry. Go and, and ladies, you ruined it. You, you just ruined it. It's too, I know. I know you just, it's about men yeah men too right okay fine um so you have to find something outside of family so that when you die you have no regrets and so you gotta and you gotta come up with that bucket list and aggressively pursue it because there's only so much time um and even i've kind of fallen a little bit behind on this house a little where i'm like i should have be i should be riding motorcycles this summer i should be doing this i should be doing that i'm looking at things like pulling rocks out of yards you know (laughs) <laughs> just you know regular homeowner stuff uh, and then you can always go for the search of others but I think the search of others will occur while you're pursuing these activities and hobbies and adventures in life Ah, uh, you can go have dating profile you know you see the cute girl or you know you hang out with the Vietnam vets at the golf course or whatever you'll, you'll run into these people but with our demographic everyone go read Curse the High IQ I should have put that in there here here's a book here's a copy <laughs> Get cursed to the high IQ. <clears throat> um, be expected to be let down. Absolutely. And don't let it let you down. Like, oh, yep. These are the, these are the you know, when you go out in public, I mean, and you got an IQ at 130. Oh my gosh. I think 130, like 97% of the people you see are dumber than you. Now, not all of, you know, Let like one standard deviation. Okay. They're dumber than you, but they could still have a conversation with you. But a good two thirds of the people you run into are going to be so dumb compared to you. It's going to annoy you and piss you off. They're going to be slow. They're going to ask stupid questions. You're going to be like, yeah. And let's go here, Bucky. And then you'll get frustrated. You get pissed off. You're like, Hey, I should raft that river down from Wyoming to the Hoover Dam. There's nobody there. And that's my, that's, that's the most direct route. And that's what I recommend you do when you get there. And if you do it right, I think you should be able to achieve it. I mean, all right, get out all time. Let's assume the earliest. Your parents love you and they get you out of school and you get a degree or some kind of professional training where you're employable at 18. Um, So I did that. You're going to make the choice of not spending money. Maybe you live at home for a while where you build up the money. Let's give you, say, four years to build up money bachelor hut reconnaissance and you optimize your career let's say it's five years so now you're 23 you know you could be there at 23 25 and then you're aggressively pursuing hobbies activities so like by the time you're a quarter century by the time most millennials finally maybe move out of the parents home well okay that's gen z I'm also said by by the time you get your driver's license, by the by the time the average Gen Zer got the driver's license, you could already be quasi retired, starting to figure. Out, okay, what do I want to do in my life? Certainly, thirty if your parents are normal and they force you to go to high school. Um, yeah. So you could you could pull this way off before I got here, way off or way earlier. Not off in a bad way, but w- you could pull it off way before I did, accidentally. <clears throat> without trial and error. And then you'll run into all those people like, I'd like to start a family. <laughs> hey, do you want to start a family? Oh, you're still in your party hoe phase. Hey, do you want to start a family? Oh, you're you're still in student loan debt for your MBA. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Hey, what are you going on that rafting hike there, Cappy? All right. So links down below is achieving financial excellence. That's through the teachable website. Um, that, that, that does more than the numbers in the finances. Like how do you get there numerically, financially, economically? Uh, also linked down below is the menu life without the opposite sex that will give you, uh, the menu of everything life has to offer categorized logically and organized in a way that's digestible. You say, Oh yeah, I should try doing that. I got power paragliding coming up. That's my next step. Power paragliding. Once I put in a retaining wall. All right, <clears throat> let's go through the super chats, the super chats, the super chats. Let's go through the super chats and have ourselves a treat. Uh, <clears throat> uh, it's ladies' night. What's going on? Oh my god, all the women are here. Ron Mexico, what? Okay, you're you're our you're our uh, substitute uh, Latino. Atham's not here. Kick all the women out. What are the women doing in here? Uh. All these gals coming in here. Cold fusion, two bucks. Let's break in the super chats. There you go. Thank you, dear. Thank you for the two bucks. That will go to buy half a gallon of gas. Uh, TFM's good, man. Go read his book, um, The Way of Monkey Book. Oh, I should have recommended that as a stoic book. Read that, The Way of Monkey Book. That's a very modern applicable interpretation of, uh, stoicism today. Alexander wise, two bucks. You deserve a smile today. Happy. I'm, I'm happy. I just, it's a lot of work to do. That's it. Cool. <clears throat> Want to pass on a friend? Oh, is this for the menu? She has an idea unless this crystallizes the reality. Yeah. Ladies for all of you, if, if, if you have a, an old friend who, uh, what do I do in life? Men aren't around. Get them the menu. There's a women's section in there too. Tamar read it. She said she liked it. Alan Walkman, five bucks. Biden is planning to erase student debt. Thoughts? I of course. I mean, look, we've already printed off how many trillions of dollars. He's going to do it just to bribe you guys. And then the country will go down the, the toilet. Are we going to bail out other future generations of people who majored in dumb crap? So I'm going to go overseas. That's fine. That's I, I don't care. I'm not going to let it piss me off. However, what you can do, got to be coy about it. Like, hey, did you get your did you get bailed out with student loans? And when they say yeah, then you know not to hire that kid. You know not to do any business with them. All right, we'll see you guys later. Toodles.